You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind the scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. On today's show, we are going to break through some major mental blocks. When we want to achieve a goal, mindset is 85% of it. I just made that up. Maybe it's 90, maybe it's 80, but it's up there. And that means working through limiting beliefs. So in today's show, we are going to be talking all about the limiting beliefs that might be coming up around you starting your online coaching business. However, I think many of these can apply to a wide variety of goals you might have. And it really comes down to things that are getting in your way of you getting started. There are a lot of energy shifts happening, and I think people can feel it on different levels. And there's sort of this energy happening right now of, you know, things slowed down. And now a lot of people have taken a step back and realized, okay, there's that thing I've been really wanting to do. And I have some open space to do it, but I'm not sure I can go for it. I have all of these voices in my head saying, this is why now is not the time. This is why I'm not going to make it. All of these things come up around it. All of these voices, that's our ego trying to protect us. Scared of the unknown always because we don't know what's hiding in the unknown, right? But the unknown is actually where all of the beautiful magic happens and our ego just wants to protect us, which is why it's so important we really figure out what those limiting beliefs are, really take a step back and ask, is that true? Or is that just a story that has been created in my head to try and keep me safe when really it's just keeping me stuck where I'm at? No one ever got ahead by staying comfortable. I can tell you that. So there are seven limiting beliefs we are going to cover today. And the first one we are going to start off with is one that I talked about last week with Rachel Barber, and that is, I can't afford it. I would encourage you to listen to that if you have not already. It's episode 302 with Rachel Barber, and we talk all about the I can't afford it answer. And we look at that from many different angles. So please refer back to that episode for full thoughts. And I know it made a lot of you realize how often you might say, I can't afford it when that's not really true. In fact, I had multiple people who were considering signing up for my program, No Bullshit Business School, who initially told me, you know, I just have to think about it a little bit more because of the money. I'm not sure I can invest right now. I really want to do it. I just don't know if I can afford it right now. So I said, that's fine. Go ahead and think about it. And multiple people emailed me after listening to that episode and they said, I realized after listening to that episode, I can't afford it. I was just saying that because I was scared. So let's do it. And 
seeing that shift in somebody's energy just I mean that that is part of the coaching process for me is getting people to flip their way of thinking and realize oh wait that was me just being scared when we say we can't afford it sometimes we just have to ask better questions like how could I afford this also what is the value of what I am investing in and knowing that the true value can I afford to not do this with investing in your coaching business you can't afford to not invest in coaching, really, because you're going to save yourself so much time and money if you do it right the first time. And doing it right ensures that you will make money and build a business. So if you really truly believed that, hey, if I have the roadmap, I have it all laid out, I know I will do the work, I believe in myself, and I know I will actually do the work and follow the steps, then you know you will make the investment back. Especially when it comes to investing in something that is going to make you money in the long run. To me, it's really thinking about, can I afford to not invest in this so that I start making money versus sitting where I'm at, where, you know, maybe you don't have a full-time income or you do, but you hate your life. And so thinking about how much time and struggle it's going to save you to get things running and do it right and do it in a way that's going to allow you to scale so that you can make even more money than you ever expected. Because I usually ask people, you know, how much money do you want to make in a year? How much do you want to be making? And Almost every single time I tell the person that they need to raise that number. So if you're saying I can't afford it, I encourage you to think, how could I afford it? Can I really not afford it? Or are there other questions that I want to ask? And how much time and money am I wasting and losing? Because you actually are losing money by not investing in this now to start making way more money sooner than had I not invested at all. This parallels when you are talking to a potential client and they are telling you, how they have been suffering for so long. These issues aren't going away. They spent so much time and money on different doctors and supplements and tried every method and nothing's working. And they've spent all their money on this and they're buying the best food and they don't know why they're still sick, unhealthy, having symptoms. And then they say, you know, I've spent so much on all this stuff. I spent so much money on all these supplements, on this food, and I just can't afford to work with you right now, but I really need this help. And the point is exactly, you can't afford to not get my help. Because think of all of the time and money you're going to save if you actually get a proper protocol. You're actually taking supplements that fix things so you don't have to continue to take these supplements forever because clearly you have been and they haven't been working. And continuing to waste money on practitioners who aren't really helping you or giving results despite the fact that you've been trying for years. You have to look big picture and realize the value of the investment. And when you really understand the value and all of the suffering and pain and time and money, it will save you in the long run. Sometimes that investment honestly just seems invaluable. So I think the real question is, can you really afford not to? Can you afford to stay where you're at? If you're thinking about getting help for it, the answer is probably no, you can't afford it because otherwise you wouldn't be really itching to get some outside help. And this is the difference between the people who get full results and get all the way there, get where they want to go, and the people who don't. The people who don't are usually the people who just try and get all the free advice on the internet. They read all the books. They read all the blogs and the different articles. They're piecing things together here and there versus the people who actually get the results are the ones who just invest up front, learn from someone who's already made all the mistakes and can give them a clear roadmap. And it saves them a ton of time and money in the long run. Again, I encourage you to listen to episode 302 with Rachel Barber all about this. If you find yourself thinking, I can't afford it, there are better questions to ask. Let's move on to the second common limiting belief 
around starting an online coaching business. This second limiting belief that I hear all the time is, I don't have a big enough following. I teach women to build their online coaching businesses using Instagram for marketing without having a big following. If somebody happens to have a big following, that that's great. That can be an extra bonus. But the majority of my clients have between 100 and five or 600 followers, I would say. I know it's easy to feel like I don't have enough followers when you are in the online space, on Instagram, seeing all these other people who we think have huge businesses and also have big followings. We'll get to that in a second. I used to feel that way too when I first got started until I got to see the reality of things. But I think we need to take a step back and realize how many people have booming, amazing businesses who aren't even on social media. I'm sure you can think of a few people in your life who have amazing businesses who are not even on social media. And then what we need to realize is, let's say you have 100 followers, 100, and you say, oh, I don't have a big enough following, blah, blah, blah. We need to remember that followers are people. Those are real people, usually. I mean, unless you have some random bots, which, okay, we probably don't if you have 100 followers. But these are real people. And imagine if you were standing in a room with those 100 people around you. They are sitting in chairs in front of you. They're there because, I mean, they're following you because there was something interesting about you that they wanted to know about. And now you have 100 people that you can talk to. Would you tell me? I don't have any potential clients. You have 100 freaking people. I actually think sometimes there's an advantage to having less followers than more because when there are less people following you, you can really take the time to cultivate that community and get to know each of them. That's much more realistic than if you have a lot more followers. And those people really feel like you're there for them. You can create a deeper connection. You can do that with a larger following too, but there are actually advantages to it with with a smaller following. And especially with the way I, I teach my clients to use Instagram to connect with potential clients, it actually ends up being easier sometimes when they have a smaller following because it's it's less to manage. The number of followers you have doesn't have to do with how amazing your business is. Some of the most successful NTPs and health coaches I know have small Instagram followings. And some of the people that you might look up to who have hundreds of thousands of followers, (laughs) tens of thousands, might not have an actual business. And for me, this was super eye-opening when I started to get to know a lot of the people that I had really looked up to on social media, podcasts, blogs, all different types of health practitioners who have a really big presence in the online space. And then as I got to know people, realized that a lot of them are really struggling with business. A lot of them don't even have that many clients. You truly never know. You truly never know. And it's it's so shocking. And it's, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give you names of people because that's other people's lives. But I just, I, I don't even know how to impress this upon people enough where you just really don't know how much of a business somebody has just based on their, their follower number. Just because somebody has a big audience doesn't mean that the audience trusts them or that the audience will actually purchase for them or that the audience wants to work with them. Actually, sometimes people with really big followings sometimes find that people don't even want to work with them because they see them more as an unattainable influencer, just feels out of scope for them. And they might rather work with somebody who has a smaller following and feels like they can really have the time and intention for 
for that client. There are so many factors that go into this, but I can also tell you that in my years of doing this, getting most of my clients from social media, any opportunity I have had with a small group experience, so speaking at retreats or smaller events, I've taught different classes and workshops, you know, with maybe five to 10 people. And I get a lot of clients from those. And anyone who sees clients for a living will probably tell you this, that any opportunity you have to speak to a smaller group of people tends to convert really well because they're having that intimate experience that, you know, isn't quite one-on-one, but it's a really great taste of what it would be like to work with you. And, you know, if you are talking to a group of 10 people and you can convert four of them into clients, that's huge. So if you can recreate that experience, having a smaller number of followers, then you can still convert really well. It's not about how many total followers you have. It's about if your audience trusts you, if you have built a really strong relationship with the people in that audience, that is what is going to convert. So if you are holding yourself back because you think you don't have a big following, I want you to know that it doesn't matter. If you don't have a big following, you're not trying to be an Instagram star. Well, maybe you are, but that's not what I teach people. You're trying to have an online coaching business and you don't have to have a big following to have a very successful, high paying online coaching business. What you need is the correct strategy to maximize the following that you have. Because if you can get a few people to convert into high paying clients, you're good to go. And if you have 100 followers, can you get five people to convert into high paying clients? If you know how to get there, yes, you absolutely can. Now, the third limiting belief I would like to discuss is people will say, no one cares what I have to say. And first of all, girl, please don't say that about yourself because people do care what you have to say. The truth is that everyone probably won't. There are plenty of people who do not give a shit what I have to say, and that is fine. I'm not for them. But there are also a lot of people who do care what I have to say because the way I say it resonates with them. You probably see a piece of yourself in me or my style conveying information just makes sense to you. You probably hate bullshit too and just kind of want to figure out what actually works. But other people might like more of the fluff and the dancing around and that's fine, right? But that's not my style. The point is, I don't ever say anything that has never been said before. I mean, I would be shocked if I ever did, but it's 2020. Every idea is probably circulated by now. We all learned everything from someone, right? Anything I talk about, like let's say nutrition, for example. I don't just wake up in the morning and have nutrition knowledge implanted in my brain, right? I read it somewhere, heard it somewhere. I got it somewhere. I don't always remember where it's from or, you know, I went to school, I got educated, but I'm sharing it in my way, in a way that resonates with me and resonates with my audience. And so that's why people care. That's why people care. There's nothing magical about me that makes what I have to say more important than anybody else. It's, it's not more important than what anybody else has to say. But I used to have that thought too. No one will care what I have to say. And this is what stopped me for a long time from starting to blog. I really wanted to be a YouTuber for a while. And I, I also wanted to start a blog. And I didn't do either of those for a long time because I thought about that. You know, why would anyone care what I have to say? And then I realized that they probably would care somebody would care for the same reason that somebody cared about what anybody else had to say. There's nothing different between me and them. It's about finding people who resonate with us and maybe you could be that person for someone else. And I want you to think about the knowledge 
you have, the experience you have, the emotions you feel, and how it felt for you to learn that information that changed your life or have that experience that changed your life or how lonely or confusing it might have felt to feel those emotions and not know if anybody else was going through it. And what would you have given to have heard about that experience or those emotions from someone else earlier on or to have gotten that information earlier on to have saved yourself time and money and suffering and loneliness and struggle if somebody else had had opened up about it or talked about it before. You could be that person for someone else. You could be the person who shares an experience or information that completely changes somebody's life and helps them get to the root cause of their health issues and saves them so much time and struggle and heartache. It is too great a risk to not put yourself out there and do this because somebody out there might really need you and you're letting your own limiting beliefs and fear get in your head and stop you from being that person when they might need you the most. I want you to also realize that you know a lot more than the average Joe walking around, right? That's why a lot of people have have issues with their health. Other people aren't learning about this stuff, thinking about it all day, every day. They're not inundated with this information. They have their families, their significant others, their jobs that are in another industry. They haven't dedicated all this time and energy into researching these topics and they haven't had the same personal experience. They, they aren't even aware of some of the simplest tips you could have and some things that you might feel like are so basic and duh to them might be so mind-blowing and completely change everything for them. I want you to go and look at some of the biggest names in health and wellness outside of the intense biohackers, right? But I want you to go go to those people's pages and start to take note of how many obvious things <laughs> they share with the general population and how mind-blowing it is to, to people. Sometimes we forget that all of these things we we know and just feel like second nature to us, other people haven't learned about yet. They're in a different industry. They've had different life experiences. Not everybody has been on the same path as us. So to them, this is really helpful and important. This is why people look for practitioners. People want help with their health issues. They need this help and they do not have the time to spend endless hours studying this. This is why they pay for a professional, right? It's a fast track. It's, okay, I have this symptom. I have this issue. Can you please help me get from point A to point Z? And you as a practitioner, help them get there so they don't have to worry about it. You hold space, you support, you coach, you guide. People do care what you have to say. If they're following you, they're following you for a reason. The same way if you're friends with someone, you listen to what they have to say simply because they are saying it and you trust them and you like them. And the people who don't care what you have to say aren't going to follow you. They're not going to be in your sphere. That's fine. There's literally a gazillion other people out there they can, they can go pay attention to. But can you imagine if the people you follow to this day, who you love hearing from, if they said, no one cares what I have to say, so I'm just not going to post it. Who cares? No. No, right? Then nothing would get shared. No one would get help. Everybody would feel lonely and misunderstood. But the other side of the coin here is that we bring value, right? So when I am teaching my clients to use social media to build their online coaching business, a key part of this is bringing value, right? A key part of this is, you know, anything I post, I am providing value to that person. That's either going to be educational, it's going to inspire them, it's going to motivate them, it's going to create connection and be personal so that they don't feel so alone. 
Maybe it's going to entertain them. It's providing some type of value for them. And when you're providing value, then yeah, people do care. People care about the way you make them feel. Remember that. So my answer to this limiting belief is that, yes, people do care what you have to say. And if you think they don't, I promise they do. But also work with a coach who will teach you how to make sure that everything you are saying is valuable so you don't even have to worry about that. The fourth limiting belief I hear is the question of, can I even do this? Do I have enough experience? I just graduated. And my answer to that is yes, you do have enough experience. You just graduated for a reason, right? You learned all this information. So are you just going to sit on it? I mean, the point of studying and graduating, finishing a program is so that you can use the information. Everybody started exactly where you're at at some point. They had to just get going, go and do it. And I find that a lot of coaches put a ton of unnecessary stress and pressure on themselves because they feel like they have to know everything and be everything and you don't. As a coach, you only really need to be two to three steps ahead of your client, arguably one to two steps, but you just have to be a couple steps ahead of your client and you're good to go. Sometimes when you are too, too far ahead of them, there's a disconnect and you can't really guide them through that process and really coach them actually. But the other piece of this is that life isn't a closed book test. And for me, I learned so much of what I know along the way from working with clients because they would bring things up to me that I would then want to go research and look into and ask my mentors and colleagues about. And I learned a lot as I went. It's the same thing as when you go to college and people say, oh yeah, you you have your education, but you really learn everything when you're out there in the field. It's, it's the same as coaching. You know everything you need to know to get started, but you have to get started and you're going to continue to learn. It's a lifelong learning process. There's not a single client I've ever had who didn't teach me something new. That's why it's so fun and exciting because if something came up that I, I hadn't dealt with before, I could go research more about it, learn more about it. That's how I've learned about all of these random things. I've done a lot of random research because I was prompted by clients and wanted to help coach them and solve some problems. And I learned a lot as I went. That's just the name of the game. There's no way you can know everything before you start working with people. But you also don't have to know all the facts to be a good coach. Remember what a coach does. A good coach holds space. A good coach guides. A good coach supports somebody step-by-step through things and helps them reach their goal. You are empowering your client. You're not just giving them a piece of paper with instructions and not doing any actual coaching. Any questions you might have, remember, you can always do some research outside, look things up, learn more, ask your colleagues. I mean, this is the value of having a mentor. Like I always tell my clients, don't worry about that, right? Like I've got you. If you ever get stuck with a client, bring it to me and we will figure it out together. Or I'll ask someone in my network if I can't figure it out. But really, that doesn't come up as often as you might as you might think because so much of somebody healing their body is helping them get in tune with their own body and helping them figure out what's going to work for them. And there is a trial and error process to that. I'm going on a tangent, but my point is, yes, you have enough experience, but you're going to continue to get more experience. You just graduated, but you graduated for a reason. You have all of the knowledge. And circling back on my point before, you know more than so many people out there. The people who are asking for your help, you know a lot, lot more than them. So yes, you can coach them. Being a good coach does not mean you know all the things in the universe. It's not possible to know all the things. 
being a good coach means, yes, you have the education, but the most important thing is that you are collaborative. You hold space. You help guide someone to tap into themselves and that you are a problem solver and are willing to ask good questions. I have worked with a lot of clients who have worked with a lot of other practitioners who have been in the field much longer than me and who have much more, quote, education than me, yet I have gotten them better results because I know how to coach people and I'm a problem solver. I'm dedicated. I ask questions and my clients feel safe with me. They trust me. So here's the thing. You can go get more education if you want, but you're probably just wasting time and money when you could just get started right now. Another certification isn't going to make you any more valuable, honestly. And I see so many coaches getting really certification happy. I'm sure you've heard this many times before, but it's so true where people will get get their training done and they'll be able to see clients, but they say, oh, you know, I actually want to get this certificate first or do this other program first, then I'll be ready, then I'll be ready. It's just a way to procrastinate and you don't need it. And what I would say, the smarter thing to do is to hop in, start seeing clients, figure out what you do and don't like. And this is partially because you don't want to start another certification program, any other type of program that's more targeted and specific. If you don't actually know for sure, you want to do that because people sometimes will, you know, they'll go get AIP certified or GAP certified and then they go, oh, I actually don't even want to work with that in my practice. It was kind of a waste of time and money. Hop in there and start getting some real experience, get some money in the bank, right? Give yourself some room to breathe because you have money and you have clients. And then if there's still value and you think, oh, this will, this actually will allow me to increase my prices. This will be super valuable for me and my clients for getting results. This is actually going to benefit me in the long run. Then go get another certification, but don't waste time just getting more and more certificates because you think then after you get another one, then you'll be ready. No, 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 no. (laughs) You're as ready as you'll ever be. Ready is a choice. Start now. If you want to do it, it's okay that you're a little bit scared. Start now, get in there, figure out the type of client you do like to see, the type of client you don't want to see, get some money in your bank account, right? Start to build the business and then you can get another certification if you want, but you might find that you don't really need it. I went through this myself. I signed up for another program to be able to read functional lab tests and run functional lab tests. I signed up, I paid, And literally the week of, I took a step back and I realized, I don't even need this. I don't even need this because I help people solve these exact same problems without without this. And I'm going to spend a good amount of money and time doing this program. And is it actually going to change the way I run my practice? And I thought, I mean, it could, but I didn't need it. And I realized that was just me being scared and, you know, Looking forward, 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 we always say, oh, and then, and then, and then when I do this, then I can do that, right? And I realized that was just me getting in my own way. And I said, nope, I canceled it. I decided not to do it. And I focused instead on growing what I had because I felt like I hadn't really given 150% to the business I already had using the knowledge I already had. And I was just hoping that if I got another certificate, things would magically fall into place. Uh, They're not right? That I'm still going to be at the exact same place as I am before that certificate. I still have to build the business 
but now have spent more time and money on another program when I could have started building my business, making more money earlier on, and then just been smarter about it and maybe added that in later on when and if it made sense. And looking at my business now, I'm glad I didn't do it because for me, I didn't need it. And it's not the same for everyone, but I can tell you if you just finished, you just graduated, you just got your certificate, now is not the time to hop into another program. Now is the time to start building your business. Don't procrastinate, right? I know you're a little scared. It's okay. It's good. Good things always come from hopping in when we're scared. Get some experience, make some money, and then figure out if you still want to do it. But trying to hop into another program to learn more information about nutrition or the body or exercise or whatever is usually a way people procrastinate. And they're hoping that once they attain some level of knowledge, they'll actually feel ready. And I hate to burst your bubble, but that doesn't usually happen. We always think we don't know enough. We always think we don't know enough because the truth is there's always more to learn. There's so much I can learn, you can learn, but that doesn't mean we have to get certificates for all of these things. Start making money. Do that first. So my answer is yes, you have enough experience. You are exactly where you need to be. You can do this. That's exactly why you went through your program. That's exactly why you have been led here. The next step is probably to get some help with business. The same way you got help with learning this information. That's why you went to school. But you can do this. You're exactly where you need to be. There is nothing different about the people who have made this their full-time income than you. Nothing different except they started a little bit earlier and now is your time. And number five, the fifth limiting belief I want to talk about is that you can't make a full-time income off of an online coaching business. Ooh, ooh, that one hurts, right? And here's the thing. That is true if you're going to follow the advice that your program probably gave you. And that might not be true for every program. I don't know the business information that every program out there has, has given, but from the ones that I have learned about and my clients have told me about, most people don't get much business help, if any at all. And when they do, it's usually, you know, charge $100 to $200 an hour and go get clients. Like, that's basically what they say. Um, yeah, that's not scalable. Not scalable. And you, you won't make a full-time income off of that. And this is why a lot of health coaches, NTPs, trainers make like 40 to 60K when they're trying to do it themselves and following that model. And there's a much smarter way to do this. This is what I broke down step-by-step in my webinar about how to build a six-figure online coaching business. I am going to post that as a freebie on my website, but if it's not posted by the time this airs and you want that webinar, just shoot me an email at info at and I'll send you the replay. But in short, you totally can make this a full-time income if you know the proper strategy and if you build something scalable. So this looks like creating a premium service and charging higher prices so you can see less people, adding in strategic additional revenue streams. 
you can you can create a six-figure online coaching business with just one-on-one clients if you want. If you want to scale beyond that, adding in things like group coaching or online programs can be helpful. You know, adding in your strategic extra income streams, that can be a sizable amount of money depending on how you're working with that and what it is. So these are all things I go over with my clients so that they can create a business that feels in alignment for them because Look, not everybody wants to do online programs. Not everybody wants to do group coaching. Not everybody wants to do one-on-one. Some people only want to do one-on-one. So it really comes down to you. But the point is you just need to, to strategize and be smart about it. There are so many people out there who have booming online coaching businesses and you can do the same. But if you try to do it, charging $150 to $200 an hour and seeing 20 to 40 clients a week, you're going to burn yourself out and you cannot scale it and you won't have much free time. You'll probably get adrenal fatigue. And if you think people won't pay high prices, then you're undervaluing yourself. You probably have some work to do around your money mindset. And it's really important that we don't decide for other people. It is not our job to decide what someone else can or can't afford. I am not interested in perpetuating somebody's poor money mindset. My job is to empower people and get them out of the victim mindset. So if I did not charge for my coaching, I'm basically just letting people stay exactly where they're at. I'm not pushing them into investing in themselves. That is such an important energetic exchange. And if I offer super low prices for them, then I am just enabling them to continue their poor money mindset and for them to believe that they can't afford it. They can't afford it. The other side of this is if people won't pay, then you're probably not talking to your ideal client and or probably not conveying the value properly. The majority of people who sign up to work with me commit before even knowing the price because they understand how valuable the service is and what it's going to get them in the long run. And all of this is especially relevant in today's climate because a lot of coaches are running scared thinking, no one's going to pay for my services right now. I can't do it. Uh, I actually have the total opposite outlook. I think people need our services now more than ever before. And there are plenty of people who still are paying for things, right? We can't decide for everybody else if they don't want to work with us. We can't decide for everyone else if they aren't going to pay for things. This isn't even just about coaching, but I know quite a few people who work in the health industry and sell different types of products related to health and wellness. And people are dropping thousands of dollars on supporting their health right now, like in a single day. And so it just goes to show how many people out there still are buying things and actually really want to, especially when it's related to their health, because people are more aware now than ever before how important it is to really support their bodies and get to the root cause of any symptoms might be struggling with. And if you keep saying people won't pay, I can't scale this, then guess what? You're creating a reality and that's what's going to happen. And I had that mindset at the beginning. And then when I saw other people around me making it happen, I just decided to start telling myself, oh, I can scale this. Oh, people, a lot of people want to pay for this. I'm not going to have trouble getting people to pay for this because they understand the value. And the more I affirmed that, the more that's what I attracted in. So it's really important we take responsibility for our energy. And if you want to make sure 
that you can scale this. You absolutely can. People have seven, eight figure online coaching businesses. You invest in someone and make sure you have a smart strategy so that you can get there. Because yeah, trying to figure out how to do something that you've never done before is kind of hard and sometimes impossible until you learn from people who have done it. Now let's move into number six, which is I don't want to be salesy. People say this all the time. This is like, you know, especially women have such so much trouble selling something. They don't want to come across as salesy. And the truth is that usually when someone says that to me, I tell them the fact that you're saying that to me means that you will not be salesy. The people who are salesy are the ones that thought never crosses their mind. So if that's a worry in your head, then it's probably your personality type to not come across as salesy, even if you tried. So I want to, I want to encourage you there. And the other thing is, I would also encourage you to shift your perspective a little bit. And I don't, yes, I, I, I work in sales, but I don't really consider myself to be working in sales because I'm not selling things. I'm offering solutions to people. I'm offering solutions that people really need, that people ask for. And I am so passionate about these solutions because they have changed my life and have changed the lives of my clients. I've seen it again and again. And I want other people to experience that same freedom. To me, it is an injustice to not offer those solutions to people who need them the most. And I'm sure a big part of this is me speaking from the personal experience of wanting help for so many years and trying trying to ask for it, asking people, trying to see different specialists and feeling like no matter how much I asked, I still wasn't getting the help I wanted or I was looking for. So I'm like, if somebody had the solution for me, but they weren't offering it to me because they didn't want to be salesy, are you kidding me? Like, help me. When I was struggling, this is how I felt. If you are offering something that is extremely valuable and is going to improve someone's life, solve a big problem they have, portray that value, share why it's so important to you and why it's so important to them, and it doesn't come across as salesy. I think the only time I would ever feel salesy is if I was selling something I didn't believe in, but I've never tried to sell something I don't believe in, so it doesn't feel like sales to me. It feels like sharing things that are game changers in my life and I want my community to know about it. If your best girlfriend didn't tell you about her favorite lipstick or this new skincare product that changed her skin and got rid of all her acne or this supplement that got rid of her bloating permanently, if she didn't tell you about that because she didn't want to come across as salesy, right? So she just kept it to herself. Wouldn't you think that was ridiculous? I would. I'd be like, girl, tell me. I can't believe you've been holding out on me, right? And we also like, (laughs) because people want to support you. When you are doing good in the world, people want to support you. When people can tell that your heart is behind it, you're passionate about something, you're just trying to help people, people want to support you and they want to support your business. So let's not decide for other people that they're mean and they don't want to they don't want to help support your business so that you can make a living. If any of my friends ever opened up a business, let's say it was a nail salon, I would probably go try and get my nails done there. Or my friend created a new food product, I'd probably buy it to support her and try it out. And I'm not saying this to imply that all of your friends are going to book your services, but I'm just using it to exemplify the fact that the world runs by people offering services and products and selling things. Sales is a part of life. Even if there isn't money involved, there's energy exchanges that go on. It's trying to network with people, make connections, have someone be your friend. It's all the same psychology, to be honest. But sales is just a part of life, right? 
but we can reframe it to see it as it really is. It's not salesy. It's not scammy. You're not a car salesman trying to screw people over. That's somebody who's salesy, somebody who is selling something that they don't believe in. They're just trying to take your money and they're not offering you value. As long as you aren't doing those things, you're good to go. If you're offering a service that is of high value, that your heart is behind, that you truly believe in, that will help other people, you won't come across as salesy. I think it's also helpful to realize that you're not selling yourself. Like, yes, you are the coach, you are offering the service, but it's really about offering that solution and that transformation. And that's that's what my offer is. My offer isn't me, right? It's what I, it's what I provide people through the service itself. And I think a lot of women get hung up on this because they're like, I have a really hard time selling myself. And it's so much harder when you're selling your own, your own thing, right? But if you were working at Nordstrom, it wouldn't be as hard for you to sell the clothes because they're not yours. But it helps to kind of create that separation between yourself and what you're offering, which is the service. So for me, when I'm offering my services, I'm not thinking, okay, I have to sell myself here. I need people to buy into me. It's, it's not me. Yes, I'm, I'm the delivery man, right? But it's this service. It's this transformation. That's the true value. I'm not, I'm not the value people are buying. What, what they're investing in is this transformation, this result, this solution. And they want to invest in it because of the way I I teach it, I portray it, the way I coach, my knowledge, my experience, and so on and so forth. But it doesn't feel salesy ever from me because I'm not just sitting here saying, hey, can you invest some money like just so you could talk to me? No, I'm I'm offering people a transformation, a result, a solution that is life-changing that I wish I had when I first started all of this. I 100,000 million percent believe in the value of what I offer. And people can tell that my heart and soul is behind it because it is. I believe in it so, so much. So if you believe in the value of the, of the offer, of the solution, of this transformation that you can give people and you are thinking, I don't want to be salesy, I, I can promise you, you won't come across as salesy. People who come across as salesy are selling things for literally no reason that make no sense that they don't actually care about, that don't actually help people, and you're not going to scam people. Or if you are, then, okay, then you shouldn't make money. (laughs) Money shouldn't go to scammers. But my point is, I don't want you to worry about being salesy. I want you to worry about making it crystal clear to your audience, your ideal client, the value of the solution you are offering. Number seven is people will judge me. I don't want people to judge me. People think this isn't a real job. People are going to unfollow me if they see me posting about this on social media. I feel weird posting about it on social media because Aunt Karen is going to see it. I'm ex-boyfriend. John is going to see it. And I just don't want people to judge me, right? It's, it's what people say. Here's the thing, though. It's better to find out who's going to judge you now than later on because anybody who judges you is not your person. Anyone who is a true friend, is there for you, is going to support you, is going to support you following your dream and your passion. And anybody who judges you is not meant to be in your circle. When people judge me or say something rude, I'm like, great, thank you for saying that because now I know not to put any energy into you or this relationship. You are not for me. Please go find someone else and I don't have to continue to waste any time or energy on you. There are two two main pieces to this. First of all, you can't live in this world without getting judged by someone, 
Like, you just can't even walk around outside in public. I'm sure someone you don't even know is judging you for some reason. That's just the sad part of human nature at this point. Someone's going to judge you. And on the internet, everyone judges each other. And it's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. But who cares? You don't know those people. You don't have to give them any energy. Does whatever that person thinks about you, does that actually matter in the scheme of your life? Does it affect you at all? It doesn't have to unless you give it energy. And the thing is, someone's going to judge me. I would rather them judge me based on who I actually am, me putting myself out there, than me playing small or pretending to be someone I'm not, right? Because if I get judged off of someone who I am not, then that just makes me frustrated with myself because I'm like, okay, well, that's not even me. You don't even know me. (laughs) You don't even know me. But if someone judges me for who I really am, then they're just not for me. I'm not for them. I'm not going to waste time on them because when I show up as I really am, I talk about things I really love, then I'm going to attract in like-minded people. The other thing is that you guys, people, the only people who judge you are people who are doing less than you. No one who is doing more than you is going to judge you. And nobody who is confident, no one who is actually secure and confident, nobody who is actually at a higher frequency, somewhere that you want to be, is going to judge you. People who are at that frequency, who are doing more than you, are going to applaud you for getting out there and following your passion and doing what you love and helping people and building a business. The only people who judge you are people who are insecure. They're not confident. They are jealous because you are trying to do something that they would never have the courage to do. They're not in the ring themselves. So yeah, it's easy to judge someone. That's really just a defense mechanism by people who are insecure. And it's like, all right, that's fine. You can try and throw a judgment at me, but I don't accept it. I don't need it. And I really hope that that person takes some time to reflect and figure out where they're too scared to show up in their life because it triggers people when we show up, when we do the thing, when we put ourselves out there, when we do something that feels a little scary at first, that triggers people because they know that they would be way too afraid to do it themselves. So it's easier to tear someone down than it is to applaud someone and build them up and say, wow, you're freaking amazing. And I want to do something like that too. I want to put myself out there. I want to build a business myself. Like, I mean, (laughs) that takes bravery. And you, my friend, get to decide if you are going to stay small and let fear of judgment from people who do not even matter keep you where you're at, which is probably not where you want to be if you have bigger goals, right? Or if you're going to step into who you are meant to be, what you want to do, and let all the people who want to judge you fall away and attract in people who are so high vibe, so high frequency, and truly find a tribe. Because the thing is, and this is something that took me a long time to realize, It wasn't until I found a group of true friends that I understood what it felt like to not fear judgment because my friends, the the friend group that I have right now, such amazing people and they support me no matter what. They're always there for me. They would never judge me for anything. If I, I could call someone up tomorrow, like any of my friends, I'd call them up and tell them the craziest shit I'm going to do tomorrow. And they'd be like, awesome. You are, you are such a badass. You are a baller. You can totally do this. Seems wild, but I support you. I love you. I believe in you. I'm here to support you however I can. That is what true friends do. And when I used to be afraid of judgment, it was because I had friends who weren't actually good friends and I needed to kind of, you know, let them go anyways, because they weren't good friends. That's why, that's why there was a potential for them to judge me. And that can be a tough pill to swallow, but it's an important thing to think about. And then the other side of this is that We think a lot more people are going to judge us than actually are. 
you might be very surprised. You know, you put yourself out there and in your head, you're like, oh my God, people are going to judge me. People are going to think I'm weird or annoying. And you might be surprised how many people message you, reach out and say, wow, I saw you're doing this. This is so awesome. This is so amazing. How can I support you? I really admire that you're going out there and building a business and following your passion. For me, this was super eye-opening too, because, you know, I, when I first started, thought for sure people were going to judge me and plenty of people did. These are people that were not for me. Yet there were also a ton of people who were so supportive. Like I thought I was going to get way more judgment than I did from the people in my life, but so many of them were so incredibly supportive. And that just is another example of how we can't decide for other people. We can't decide that other people are going to judge us. In fact, if we do, that's probably what we are going to attract and that is what we're going to look for and confirmation bias. But honestly, let's like have some faith in the people of the world. Like if you have a really great community, a really great support system, then people are going to want to support you. So like, let's not decide that everyone out in the world is there to judge us. Let's, let's think people are supportive and loving. I surround myself with supportive and loving people and they are going to lift me up and embrace what I'm doing. And I trust that they will continue to support me in the way that they've supported me with all the other things I have pursued in my life. And any random person on the internet that judges you, I mean, doesn't really matter. And if they take the time to like make an open judgment about you, then that just really says more about them than you because there are a hundred million other accounts they can go pay attention to. But you might be surprised how many people actually message you and engage and thank you for what you're doing. I always think about, you know, for any person that might potentially judge me, there's another person out there who I have inspired, I have empowered, I have created space for them to step into their higher self and lift their frequency and follow their passion. And that's what I want to do. I cannot live in fear of someone judging me or I would never get anything done. People could potentially judge you for anything you do in life every single day. I could walk outside and someone could judge me for what I'm wearing, but that doesn't stop me from going to the grocery store. This connects back to being confident in the solution you're providing and the value you provide and really just reminding yourself how important it is that someone out there hear hear your message. And when you are coming into this business from a place of love and wanting to empower people, improve their lives, just being so genuine and sincere in that, any potential judgment doesn't matter, right? And like I always talk about, where are we making our decisions from? Is it out of a place of fear and scarcity or abundance and love? Living in fear is not living at all. It's just keeping yourself small. And if this is something that you know you're meant to do, you are never going to find the perfectly right time. It's just about deciding I'm ready. I'm ready to step into this. I have the heart. I have the passion. I have the drive. I want to be there for someone else. And I'm going to put my education and experience and knowledge to good use. And I have limiting beliefs, but I'm willing and ready to work through them because I understand that's just a voice and it's not a voice that speaks truth, but I can move forward despite it. That voice can't hold me back unless I let it and I am ready to do the work. Limiting beliefs are something that we don't work through in a day usually. Sometimes we do, but sometimes it's more about consistency and really rewiring our brains to understand the other side of things and Realize what is true and what is not. What is a story 
versus what is actually happening and how much of this is me just holding myself back because I'm a little bit uncomfortable, how much of this is me making excuses, how much is me procrastinating. Starting a new chapter can be scary, but it's also exciting. I think about all the most amazing things I've achieved in my life and I was scared out of my mind beforehand and now I know when I want to go after something and I'm scared, that's that's a good sign. It means that's what I meant to do and I got to go after it. And I want you to remember that everyone who is in the place where you want to be, they all started exactly where you're at right now. The difference is that certain people go for it. Certain people move forward despite the fear and they decide to work through those limiting beliefs and they don't wait around for something to magically change. And the others just stay stuck where they're at or sometimes move backwards because they're too afraid. But I want you to remember you always have choice. So I hope this episode helped you work through a few limiting beliefs that you might have around starting your online coaching business. This is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to limiting beliefs. We work through in my online group coaching program, No Bullshit Business School. Spots are almost filled up. It's a three-month program designed to teach you exactly how to build your online coaching business using social media without a big following. We do a lot of mindset work, a lot of work around energetics and manifesting. I incorporate human design and Enneagram even energy healing, abundance Reiki sessions are included, as well as, of course, the winning strategy and how to actually scale this to make your online coaching business a full-time income and know how to continue to grow and scale to six figures and beyond, which means everything from pricing structure to obviously Instagram, Instagram hacks, copywriting, creating content that sells, portraying your value properly. This is for the woman who has the knowledge. She has the passion. She has a drive. And she's just thinking, okay, I see what people are doing. They're building online businesses on Instagram. I literally don't know what to do. If that's you, you're exactly where you need to be. And I fill in the rest so you don't have to worry about it. I will teach you exactly what you need to know to build an online coaching business using social media, how to be a good coach, how to master energetics. And you will learn information that most people learn in five to 10 years of business coaching and skills that will be invaluable for you throughout the rest of your life. Plus, you get access to guest speakers and our amazing community of women because it is so much more fun to build an online business when you have a group of like-minded, incredible women alongside you. You are not alone in any of this. No Bullshit Business School starts June 15th, but enrollment is going to end in about a week, a week and a half. So if you want to snag one of the final spots, if you are ready to get the fast track to building your business and save yourself a lot of time and money in the long run and not have to worry about how to reach that goal, just have the strategy laid out for you, then head to my website, christinaricewellness.com and press the business tab on top and it will take you to a landing page where you can learn all about the program, what's included, how it works, if it's for you, FAQs, and you can apply right there. If this episode was helpful for you, please take a screenshot, tag me, tag anyone who you think it would help because a lot of us have similar limiting beliefs and you never know. This podcast could be the thing that kicks someone in the butt enough to go follow their dream, get out there and totally transform their life. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time. Bye.